Hey there, Internet. I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this is The Riot Rant, where we talk about Riot 24-7. He's so dreamy. Wait, that doesn't sound right. No, that's right. That's that's absolutely what we're doing right now. Riot and the Stingers are the best band to hit the world. Dare I say the universe. But in this episode, they're hitting town. Hi, guys. Welcome to season three. Season three is the best season of Jim and the Holograms. Uh, it took us a while to get here, but we're here now. Season three, episode one, aka episode 54, The Stingers Hit Town, part one. Let us turn back the clock to the 80s when Fabio was one of the pinnacles of masculinity. Now let's meet 80s Riot. 80s Riot is, oh, 80s Riot and the 80s Stingers are, they are, they are a piece of work. They are fabulous. I kind of want to talk about Annie and I and how Riot came to be. We've covered this a little in some other episodes, but it bears repeating. We were roommates at the time in college, and uh, we decided to watch Jim and the Holograms, and we were going through, and Annie was uh, looking up the weirdest episodes and when they happen, and so we were really looking forward to those. And then we heard from one of her friends about this character named Riot, and uh, we kind of built him up a little bit in our head. We we found a picture of him, which was super fabulous, and it's like him with his long blonde hair and super muscular and all built. And it was like the super, super fabulous box art for the toy, like that really airbrushed fashionista thing. And so we just built him up in our heads and we're like, there's no way he's going to live up to our standards. We were fully prepared for him to completely disappoint us. And he didn't. He was everything we dreamed of and yet more. The Stingers are a really divisive group in terms of the cartoons and that they were introduced uh, when the series was not getting its full episode order when it was ending. So a lot of time is devoted to the Stingers since they're the new guys. And therefore, that means that, well, the other characters kind of get shoved out of the way. And that really does suck. So let's just get into this. Let's start with the Stingers in town. Uh, except we have to back up a little because the misfits are still in town. They've been in town. And Eric's upset because Eric realizes that their bill is extremely high from the last time they were on tour. Oh, this episode, by the way, is written by Christy Marks because she's a genius and bless her. Ah, uh, yes. Both this and the second part of this are Christy Marks episodes. So we're getting into the high quality soap opera nonsense. One of the damages on the list that Eric is reciting is for throwing the manager in the pool. To which Roxy replies, a girl's gotta have some fun. Eric is like, you guys are so expensive. And Pizzazz basically tells him to saw it off because her father owns Misfits Music. That's right. We're gonna bring up Daddy Gabor Bucks again. Prepare your hearts. Eric storms away demanding he's gonna be the boss or he's not gonna be involved at all. Cut to scene. Eric's talking to Daddy Gabor Bucks. And Daddy Gabor Bucks is like... I don't care how this company does. This is just to keep Phyllis happy. But you see, Eric has discovered Daddy Gaborbucks' only weakness, cost-benefit analysis. He basically breaks it down and he's like, you can keep Pizzazz happy or you can have a music company, but you can't do both. Uh, Daddy Gaborbucks agrees to sell the company to Eric if he doubles his offer. So Eric's like, I'm going to get the money somehow, bad. And then we switch to Eric's suburban home that we've seen him at before. You may know that as the location where last time we saw it, he burned up Jackie Benton's master tapes. Do you think that was part of the tour? Definitely. And this is a fireplace which burns so hot that you can destroy audio tapes in it. We checked. He's selling his entire house. He's also having a yard sale for everything. Which, do you think this means he's going to go back to living in that apartment he lived in, where it was slovenly and zipper constantly broke in? No, because it turns out he just, like, goes to live in a closet in his office at Misfits Music. So he's adjusting his tie in his mirror, and he walks out in on the Misfits, and he goes, You're now looking at the new owner of Misfit Music. 
Although he's planning to rename it to Raymond Records, maybe. He's got a real thing for alliteration, doesn't he? My favorite thing about Christy Mark's scripts is how they introduce an obstacle and then resolve it immediately. So in this case, oh, Eric's got to raise money. Next scene, you raise the money. My favorite part of this is for some reason, Eric, as he's saying, your father is a businessman, Pizzazz, dear, and knows how to make a deal. He walks up to Roxy and puts his hand on Roxy's shoulder. Listen, they've got the same voice actress. He cannot tell them apart. He's just going to gently pat his hand on the back of somebody else's nose. It's fine. Roxy also decides to call Eric a tin dictator, which is great. And then the misfits all decide to uh, walk out. They're striking, basically. They're the only band on the label. I mean, they have all the bargaining power here. Yeah, it's like, what are you going to do? Make us play our instruments? And Eric notes they're not the only band in the world. Pizzazz is like, you think you can replace us? Go ahead and try. Title card. Eric replaces the misfits. So then we flash finally to the holograms. Or it's Starlight Music and Joni exists again. Joni's back. She's the single employee at Starlight Music. And I think she's their financial advisor now, though I'm pretty sure she was a secretary before. Wasn't she formerly Irish too? A little, yeah. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Hold on. Theory. Have we ever seen Joni and Mrs. Bailey in the same place? We haven't. Is this the single responsible adult that is involved in Jerrica's life? Does Synergy just keep projecting like middle-aged women to take care of her? I mean, it seems like the only logical thing to do at this juncture. Synergy's just desperately trying to keep these people alive. But Starlight Music also apparently only has one band because this meeting is about how they're putting all the money they earn into the Starlight Foundation, which is creating problems for Starlight Music. Jerick's like, we need to diversify. We need new talent and fresh sounds. The Demon Jedward triplets just aren't doing it anymore. We must uniquely promote interdependent e-tailers and globally pursue high payoff technologies to holistically implement enterprise testing procedures. And then as Jerrica finishes saying, we need new talent, the phone rings. Aj hands it over and I guess Lindsay has psychic powers? Lindsay uh, basically lets Jerrica know that there's a new great band in town at the Stingers. They're playing at Le Club Cool at 8 p.m. tonight. Spelled with K's. Le Club Cool. They are from West Germany. This is the most 80s thing. Just sit and bask in that for a little while, everybody. West Germany. This actually works out well because Le Club Cool is literally the internet loves the 80s text generator as a club. Anyway, let's all take a moment to appreciate Jerrica's half ponytail and poofy bangs. Can we also just take a moment to appreciate Kimber's outfit, which is basically like a bra with a jean jacket over it? That is a hell of a crop top. That's more crop than top. So our host escorts Jerrica and Kimber over to a table, which is when Eric shows up. Jerrica, darling! And dear sweet Kimber. Ew. Shouldn't you two be home babysitting your horde of brats? For your information, Eric, our children are constantly home alone without any adult supervision. As this meet and greet goes on in the background, the host just kind of quietly lifts his hands as to say, no, please don't destroy my place. Also, Eric calls Jerrica little girl when they're talking about how they both want to recruit the stingers. Ah. Jerrica, meanwhile, has decided to say that she is going to get the stingers on her label, not to make any money, but to keep Eric from ruining their careers. Jerrica, can you be real for a second? Jerrica always has to have the moral high ground. But it doesn't matter because the stingers are coming. All right, Mackenzie, tell us about the stingers. This is when they arrive on the scene. I want you to know basically the rest of my notes are all riot quotes and me calling him my boyfriend. 
So the stingers show up and it starts with Riot. He steps out and he's wearing his bee-collared outfit with the giant V showing off his magnificent chest. And as we said, he's basically Fabio. He's got like the wide shoulders. He's got the long flowing golden hair that's super poofy. He's got a coat with Doritos on it. And he steps out and he's like, I am Riot! In this breathy, sultry voice. And every woman and man in that audience just starts screaming about how they love him. It like pans around the room and it's got like all these people saying things like, I can feel the vibrations. It's so cosmic. And it's amazing. Okay, so there are two other members of this band, Mackenzie. Do you remember who they are? Uh, um, there's Riot. And then there's uh, Minx and Rapture. Okay, good. And what I really love about the way that they're introduced is that Riot points to Minx and says, On synthesizer, Minx. And then he just points to Rapture and says, And Rapture's here. She doesn't get an instrument. She like has a guitar, but does she play that? I don't know. They're the latest buzz. Get it? Oh my God. Okay. Let's hear the dorkiest theme song ever because it's actually just called The Stingers Theme by The Stingers. I would love it if the title was The Stingers Theme by The Stingers and then below that it said By The Stingers. We'll sting you with our sound. We're the hottest band around. We'll sting you with our songs. We'll be on top before too long. We're the happening. We're taking wind. We're the latest buzz. The greatest band that there ever was. We're off to a hot start. We're going to rock this place apart. We're going to have a breakthrough. Our little minx will startle you. Our music is rapturous. There'll be a riot over us. That's right, folks. They wrote their own names into the song. Which is appropriate because Riot does cause a riot immediately. Kimber is smitten instantly, as is every other woman. And many men, because if you watch the crowd seed punks, there's tons of men, especially my favorite, who's like this guy with a big beard and he looks like a lumberjack and he's like the hearts in his eyes. Riot appeals to bears, okay? Riot appeals to everyone. During the music video, we got Riot dancing around on the stage and Kimber like makes a grab for his ankle and just kind of neatly sidesteps it like an elite from Halo. At some point, he just starts like prancing around like he does some freaking ballet, like head back, arms down, toes pointed, leaps around like a baby deer. And he's basically dodging grabby audience members. And after he finishes his song, he just stands up from him and goes, yes, marvel in my greatness. He's such a prick. I love him. I wrote that down in all caps, marvel in my greatness. That's not even the best line out of his freaking mouth in this episode. Okay, so the club owner is like, please, please, Riot, please don't let them tear down my club. You have to do something. And Riot just picks up his phone. He goes, quiet, quiet. I demand quiet. Listen to my voice. Let my voice touch you. If you want more music, you must return to your seats. Yes, do this for me now. A lady in the audience goes, isn't he a dream? I do anything he said. He's got fake glamour. He's a fairy. Riot's one of the fair folk. Pass it on. Okay, do they ever explain Riot's chaos magic powers or is no, this just they kind don't. of a- He is just a fairy god king. Okay. As far as I can tell, it is never explained exactly why Riot seems to have a glamour. He's the child of Oberon. Yeah, this dude is like one of the Seely Court, I swear to God. I love him so much. Okay. He is the best character at this show. I don't understand it at all, at all, because he just says, yes, 
sit down for me. And then they do. And then let my voice touch you. Jerica's like, wait, I'm sorry. Everybody just does what he says. And Gamer's like, well, yeah, why wouldn't we? So Eric and Jerica like actually start shoving each other to get over to Riot. Eric wins. They just both give him their business cards. And Jerica's like, just carefully investigate us both because one of us keeps getting arrested. She's got a point. And Eric's like, hey, I'm an American music executive. And Minx is like, tell me, are you a typical American music executive? Sweetheart, there's nothing typical about me, says Eric. I have no idea what this exchange is supposed to mean. Why would she ask that? I don't know. I don't know, but I love it. Eric is technically correct. There's nothing typical about the way which he does business. Eric basically ups the ante with like, let's not bring the proposals to your hotel. Stay at my Gabor estate. Because he forgot he doesn't have a house. And Jerrick is like, no, how about the Starlight Foundation? It's flooded with orphans. And Riot just says, hey, Minx, who do you want to stay with? And Minx is like, the guy in the suit's kind of hot. Let's go with him. Good choices, Minx. That's how I decide my life. Oh, no, bad choices. Bad choices. Great choices, Minx. Also, did Townsend Coleman record every single one of Riot's lines from like an inch away from the microphone? I mean, he had to have, right? Like, Jesus Christ, dude. So we go to the Gabor mansion. We basically open our shot with Pizzazz screaming, you did what? You don't get to rid out my mansion? She's also got a whole bunch of donuts that she just sort of keeps stuffing into her mouth during this conversation. And eventually Eric is like, please, please help me. And she's just with a mouthful of donuts. No. And she storms over towards the door, at which point we move to the stingers who are arriving. And Raya, as he steps up onto the mansion steps, goes, ah. Ah, yes. This is worthy of me. Oh, God. Pizzazz is a mid-raptor shriek when she rips open the door, and there stands Riot, bare chest in her face. I just want to take a note here that the camera pans from the crotch up. And there's Riot. He goes, I am here. And Pizzazz is immediately overcome by lust. The thirst is so very, very real. Pizzazz turns into this, like, giggling little kid who has no idea what the heck she's doing with her life, and it's terrible to watch. The rest of the Mythfits are like, what? just happened? Pizzazz is like, let me show you around. Oh, come on. Let's go upstairs. Let me just put my hand on your arm. Oh, that is some muscle. Oh, you work out. She shows him like the master bedroom with real antiques. This is our best bedroom. And Riot says, it is exquisite. A room to match my own perfection. I can't start reacting to every single line of Riot's because we're going to be here all day. Would that we all had the self-confidence of Riot. Would that we had even a small section of it. Like a small corner. So Riot's like, can I see you for dinner? And this is like, up to, up to, but yes. He closes the door and Minx and Rapture just like double over laughing. They are dying. And Riot's like, well, Pizzazz is rich, easily influenced, and must have many contacts in the music industry here. Not as many as you think, buddy. I'll tolerate her as long as she's useful to us. To which Minx is like, oh, you always know what you're doing. By the way, what is Minx's accent supposed to be? Because it's not German. I think it's supposed to be German. But yeah, she says that and then Riot goes, of course, am I not Riot? And he's doing this as like the two girls cuddle with him and he like pets their heads and looks off into the middle distance. Is this like a cult? Is that what this is? Is he a cult leader? I have no idea what their relationship is. I I don't know what's going on there, but it's very intimate and I don't know what sense I mean that word in. This is all really intense. Would it feel better if we went to something comfortable and familiar, Kit? Sure. 
Cool Trash Magazine. Yay, Cool Trash. Cool Trash Magazine reports the name of this episode. And then Jerrica reads it out loud. She said the thing. She's in like her business outfit behind her desk as Jerrica just kind of like yelling at a magazine. And the rest of the holograms are like in fur and gowns. And they're like, Jerrica, we have to go to the Rock Hard Cafe. And Jerrica's like, oh, I forgot. I guess the rest of you were just hanging out in here in your evening gowns for no reason. You know, some days you just want to lounge around in an evening gown with a fur rough. There's nothing wrong with that. That's right. They're going to the Rock Hard Cafe. The Rock Hard Cafe. This is maybe one of the lazier substitutions, but I mean, they can't all be mossy stone. No, they can't all be mossy stone. So Pizzazz is waiting on the stinger's hand and foot outside the pool. And it's again, it's really, really uncomfortable. She sounds like she's in a trance. Why, yes, Riot, dear. She sounds like she's literally under hypnosis. It's the fake glamour. He's a Fey Lord. It's insinuated that Eric has been keeping the Stingers from getting any of Jerrica's proposals, which is pretty easy considering all the males going to Pizzazz's house. And then the Misfits are like, yeah, you don't want to hang out with the holograms. They suck. They suck a lot. And then Riot is like, well, I must hear how much they suck. I will hear them. So Pizzazz is like, oh, you want to go to the club or whatever? The, the Hard Rock Cafe? I'm sorry, the Rock Hard Cafe? Hard Rock's not real. Can I come too? Minx also decides to come along while physically removing Eric's hand from her shoulder. And then Rapture is just like, I'm going to take this rock with me. Sidebar, Pizzazz just has like a lump of quartz sitting around on a table out next to the pool. It's a real antique. So we go to the Rock Hard Cafe. I feel like we should be calling this the Boner Cafe, but maybe that's a bit much for a PG podcast. So uh, we get there and we've got Jim on stage. They're adding a guitar to the wall because like, dear kids, the Hard Rock Cafe used to be a thing. Still is. This is actually a time where John insisted that I relate some of his fun facts about the Hard Rock Cafe that he looked up. Among them were several other factoids that are not actually interesting, but this is the only one that is mildly of note. Turns out the Hard Rock Cafe was founded by people from the UK, and the entire franchise is now owned by the Seminole Indian tribe. I feel like that's cosmically appropriate. So they add this guitar to the wall that probably has all the signatures or something on it. Otherwise, it's just a piece of merchandise. Yeah, like, I'm also pretty sure that Jem has never played this guitar. I, does she know how? When have we seen Jem play a guitar? And Jem says, okay, I'd like to thank Rio Pacheco for his excellent technical support. Why are you thanking Rio? Rio comes out and they smooch? Smooch or hug or embrace or something? I'm not sure. You guys, it's only like 12 minutes into this cartoon episode. It's been months since we talked about the last season of Gem. I had forgotten Rio was here. Why is Rio here? He just swoops in unannounced. No one told us that Rio was coming so we could brace ourselves. Rio's just here now and he has excellent technical support, whatever the hell that means. Honestly, I'm, I'm fine with him being here because Riot's also here and by basking in Riot's glow, I don't even notice Rio anymore. Oh, prepare to. So they make out on stage and then the stingers arrive. And everyone starts screaming because of course... And Jim is like, well, I need to get the Stinger's attention so they'll consider Jerrica's offer. So she promptly starts going, like a dream. Freaking like a dream again. I hate this song. It's been like five times, I swear. Maybe 50. Of all the songs you could pick to like try and impress Rio, it's your worst song. 
but it works because Riot's just, he's into it. He's so into it. He's so into it. He's like, I want to have her. And so the whole music video is just Riot chasing Jim and trying to grab her. They do this image where he's running around chasing four gems and he keeps hugging them only for them to be the other hologram members. And there's this point where like he gets the fourth one. It's like Kimber. And then he just shoulder slump. He pouts. He's like, oh. And also none of them look at him. They're just staring straight ahead and singing. It's a weird music video. It's a weird music video in the same way that like the special drug episode music videos were weird. So the song finishes and Riot just opens his mouth and says, I must meet her. And bails on pizzazz. You are the most perfect woman I have ever seen. Let's go somewhere quiet so I can make out with you. I mean, consider your business offer. I mean, make glam rock babies. I mean, hi, I'm Riot. Rio sees another man near Jim and immediately rushes forward and starts a fight. Hands off, mister. You're not taking her anywhere. Get out of my way or suffer the consequences. So, yeah, that's the commercial break where Rio and Riot are about to fight. Memento Mori, Rio's about to be killed in a fight he started. Please stop buying Rio dolls. So Jim's like, Rio, what's come over you? This is no way to behave. I'm sorry, are you surprised that Rio is immediately jumping to violence? What about this is a surprise for you, Jim? Rio's like, but but I thought he was bothering you. Jim's like, no, he's hot. Oh, this is sending like the worst message. Jem's like, hey, meet the holograms. And he's like, you're all as beautiful as your music, whatever. And everyone is thirsty for Riot except for Rio and Aja. Aja is immune to his wiles. And Rio is like, I think the rest of you have all gone soft in the head. Rio, just because you're not attracted doesn't mean you can't recognize that he is a hottie. No, you see, if a straight man acknowledges that another man is attractive in any way, that automatically makes him gay. It's in the rule book. Oh, well, we can't have that, clearly. So anyway, Gem and Riot swan off together. And then we come over to Minx, who gets like hard eyes about Rio. And then she's like, I'm going to make that mine. And then Eric's like, no, he's like dating Jerrica and maybe also Gem. It's not very clear. And Minx is like, oh, now I really want him. I'm going to steal Rio from two women. Minx is on her way to steal your man. She literally throws herself onto Rio and he's like completely terrified like he's just been attacked by a spider. It probably doesn't help that she's like draping herself all over him in a way that's definitely unsettling. Meanwhile, Rapture's doing something with a crystal. She's kind of chanting over a quartz hunk and then like there is a lady nearby. The lady's like, oh, I'm into crystals. Will this help me lose weight? And Rapture's like, yeah, okay, give me a bracelet. And she's like, it's golden diamonds. Will that be enough? So basically, Rapture just pulled a pig in a poke. Rapture found the easiest mark in the entire restaurant. Maybe that's her fake glamour, is just gullible people gravitate to her. I could see that. Meanwhile, Pizzazz is infuriated that Riot has abandoned her, so she goes to Hendrix Gem's guitar. And somehow this causes the entire building to collapse into chaos. Oh my god, it's like a Rube Goldberg of just nonsense. Riot spirits Gem off to an alley full of garbage and is like, oh, this alley full of garbage that smells like pee is so romantic, Gem. And Gem's like, wait, I can't leave my friends. And also, what about your bandmates? And he's like, they're used to this. It always calms down once I leave. Like, he's aware of his fairy powers. Riot's basically like, take me somewhere special and unique like me. And he puts Gem in the driver's seat and then decides to get in the passenger seat. So he's just going to have Gem drive him somewhere, which is bizarre. Aja, meanwhile, is like, I just don't understand it. This is so unlike Gem. Is it? 
Like, she's stitched you at the airport, like, a couple of times. And then Minx walks up, and she's like, I can help you find Riot. And while everybody else goes home, Rio just goes with Minx, and then Rapture's like, Pizzazz, I can help you win Riot's heart. Pizzazz is like, yeah, this seems legit. Everybody's making great decisions. And then, on the road with Gem and Riot. Oh my god, are we actually getting backstory for a character in this show? It's weird, right? He apparently went to high school with Minx in West Germany. His dad is stationed there in the army, and his real name, which he just just blatantly tosses out, is Rory Llewellyn. Rory Llewellyn. And he doesn't give us his social security number, which is a damn shame. And then he's like, now you. And Jem's like, I'm known as Jem. Like, that's the most awkward line I think I've ever heard her say in this show. And this is a show full of really awkward lines. Good thing Riot's into it, though. He's like, ooh, mystery. And she's like, well, Rio usually doesn't like mystery. And then Riot says the thing that makes me appreciate him, which is Rio is a fool. And then they go to a giant harp. Yeah, an Aeolian harp, which I had to look up, which is an actual thing, apparently. The only one really noticed is in Italy, actually, because I was wondering if there was one in California somewhere, but there wasn't. It's in Italy. And it's just a, a giant harp made to be played by the wind. So they get to this giant harp thing and Riot's like, my precious Jim. Jim tries to explain the whole Jim Rio Jerica thing and completely fails to do so. Oh my God, it's totally great. But not even the characters involved can explain it. That's a bad sign. It's like, actually, he's Jerrica's boyfriend, but I mean, they grew up together and I'm, huh? And he's like, well, if Jerrica's your friend, then you shouldn't be dating her boyfriend. So date me. You have me now. What more could you possibly need? And then he sings a seduction song. The Stingers, perfect match. The music video is Riot imagining himself as an angel, a Roman, and a king of Egypt. Well, Jim sees herself as Katy Perry in Black Horse. It's basically him talking about how wonderful he is and how wonderful Jim is and how they're perfect for each other. And then they kiss. And to be continued. You know, I, I believe it was Kelly Turnbull, a.k.a. Seela Squid, who used to talk about this, how Riot is a truly bizarre character. It's like he is just solely interested in Jem for some kind of bizarre, like, glam rock breeding program to create the perfect glam rock baby. Yeah, it's worth noting that despite all of our fangirling over Riot, he is terrible. He is terrible. Don't date anyone like this. But I love him so much all the same. This is fiction. We can have fun with it. We can explore what it's like to date someone like this in a low-risk environment. But seriously, don't date anyone who's like this in real life. No. And it's also good to note that we aren't leather pantsing him. He is a total douchebag and he's a total creeper. He is. And we acknowledge this. And I acknowledge this especially and I still love him. He's amazing. Okay, okay. Let's actually wrap up this one. Thank you for joining us for the first episode of The Riot Rant. You can find us on a bunch of podcasty places. Annie, I really think you should take over for this part. The Gem Jam, aka The Riot Rant, comes out every Sunday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube. You can also find us on Twitter and Tumblr. We are at The Gem Jam just about everywhere except on Twitter where we are at Gem Jam Cast. If you like what we do and you want to support us, uh, a like, rating, review, subscribe, comment wherever you find our podcast is always super great helps us get noticed helps our metrics especially on itunes and it just makes us feel good come yell at us about riot if you have some money that you would like to give us that is also something you can do on patreon.com slash the gem jam we have some patreon thank yous these are people who have supported our patreon at the one dollar or more level for uh three months we are really behind on these so apologies we love you all. So thank you to James Griffin. Thank you, James. Hi, James. Thank you. Thank you to uh, our friend Lucas at 27 Media. Thanks, Lucas. Lucas. <laughs> Lucas. Lucas. 
Lucas. Lucas. Thank you to David. Thank you, David. Thanks, David. You're the best. Oh, picking favorites. Especially compared to Lucas. Thank you to Doug Gardner. Thank you, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Thank you to Verity Kindle. Verity's a great name. It is. Good job, Verity. Thank you to Outrageous Ollie. Thank you, Outrageous Ollie. Outrageous. Thank you to Doodles from the Bird. Thank you, Doodles. Thank you, Doodles. Thank you for making me say Doodles on air. I love it. Okay, and that's everybody for this one. Thank you, everybody. We like you. Everyone has been so wonderful and generous. And as we're going into our third season, I am so grateful for everybody that has come along for this ride with us. You're all darlings. We're not sure why you're giving us money, but thank you. Except you, Lucas. Until next time, dear listeners, I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this has been the Riot Rant, where we remind you, stand back, everyone. I take outrageous steps.